This podcast is part of the ACAST Creator Network. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Listen to today's podcast and find out that we opened uh, our new pub as the grand opening. Uh, the England early 21s uh, save a civil war. And uh, Ronaldinho admits that I'm far better player than him. Uh, to the end, you'll find out more. Hello and welcome to that Peter Crouch podcast with me, Peter Crouch. Uh, I thought Chris would start with me and Notorious SID. Uh, different location, boys. Hands free. Hands free. There's What's a, the vibe? There's a lot to discuss here. <laughs> so, um, uh, okay, where to begin? So, uh, we're in a new pub, aren't we? This is our pub. That's the exciting it's the podcast pub. So we're going to get into this in a little bit because we're going to need your help. We need to name this pub. Uh, if you're watching this uh, on, on YouTube, then obviously you can see that it's totally different. But this is our gaff, and we're going to have a lot of fun with it. The bit that we're struggling with, which you'll probably hear as well, uh, is the fact that we are now totally hands-free, which, Crouch, as long as we've been doing this podcast, we've always had a microphone in hand. Mm. We've seen other podcasts and they all seem to do it hands-free. So someone has now made the decision. I think for the for the listener's experience, I think it's going to sound much better. For me, I feel like I, don't, I need to be juggling or something. But what, but what do we think of our new pub? Like I, I like it a lot. Yeah. And I think we can make it our own. I'm thinking, um, you know, name-wise... You know, I was thinking like something along the lines of the cat and the fiddle. Do you know what I mean? Like an old school pub name. What is it? Like the, you know, the dog and duck. Yeah. So I was thinking, what about the Sam and the rat? <laughs> See, I like Rat and the Sam. I, I think that's a great shout because then I can imagine someone could draw up the picture, you know, and it, obviously a play on Sam rat, but the, the rat and the Sam is a lovely image, isn't it? Well, yeah, I just think you've got a rat and then a little boy called Sam. And, and that could be the, the swinging sign. Yeah. Should we get down the rat for a couple? Should go down the rat. <laughs> I mean, there was actually a pub I used to go to in England called the Rat and Parrot. Yeah. So we could have the Rat and Carrot. <laughs> <laughs> I just come to me now. The Rat and Carrot is lovely. <laughs> But I think we can figure this out. Obviously, we want um, people to pile in with names of what this pub can be. And at the moment, there's a few decorations. And obviously, we're going to build that up over time as well. Um, today's episode, we're going to be talking about what? We're going to talk about memorabilia. Do you know what? Because we've, we've got our own pub now. And obviously, I, I just brought in a few bits and pieces that I had at home. You know, Sid just brought his Notorious shirt in. Um, I actually brought a few bits and pieces here as well. So we get into all that. Yeah. You know, memorabilia, what it means to us. Um, but we'll get we'll get into all that when we do the podcast. Yeah, before we yeah, so before we get into the memorabilia episode, uh, news for you boys. I, I did the snooker, uh, you know, a couple, few days ago. Yeah, and uh, it was funny, kind of, because it was one day later at night. We went to bed. And we usually we put something on me and Ab, 
I said, it's just the end of the snooker. So I've sat her down and it was just, a, it was interesting watching her trying to get her head around snooker. Mm. Hilarious, in fact. Talk uh, she just said, this sums men up. And I was like, what? That's a place in my You said, like, it's just little balls and a stick and, and you're all just watching it. And there's, what are you doing? She just couldn't get around it. Yeah, I, had, I had the same, same combo. Discussion. Same last, last two frames we watched and I was saying to the missus, look, you don't realise Ronnie can put that ball anywhere on that table that he wants. You can just throw a 5p down and he'll stick that ball. She's like, I don't care. She's just like no value for me. Yeah, no value at all. I'm yeah. the greatest one, the, probably at the moment, one of the greatest sportsmen alive to, yeah. to, in what he's achieving, what he's doing. She's like, that's exactly right, yeah. yeah. If you, no one's spanned a 30-year career like that, you know. He's the youngest ever Masters champion and the oldest ever Masters champion, you know. And the same with the, with the Worlds. Yeah. Like, that is, that is an unbelievable achievement in any sport. Whether you like it or you don't like it, you have to respect what he's done. Yeah, I agree. And I think, um, I, I guess it's interesting in a way that, that Abs doesn't seem to value that, doesn't seem to value sport. Or sporting success. She said it's just the same for golf with me, for me. You, you, you've got a little stick and you're hitting a little ball. What is the difference between snooker and golf? It's like that's the kind of level. Right? <laughs> that's all we're dealing with. Yeah. But does she not like when she says that? She knows that's patronising, doesn't she? She knows she's. I think she's trying to be patronising because I think you could do that with any sport, couldn't you? You yeah. could take the most. You could do it with anything. You could get the most complicated uh, processes in the world and patronise them by going. It could be anything. Yeah, running yeah. around a field. Running around a field. Yeah. You're throwing the ball as far as you can. Yeah. But what she can't get around is the way we talk about it. <laughs> but like, I think once you realise the skill levels, like you were saying there, when, you know, he's not just potting balls. If you don't understand snooker, you think, oh, he's just potting balls. But it's, the, it's where he's manipulating the cue ball for the next shot. That's the talent in snooker, isn't it's it? It's an intense watch, though. I kind of see, from her point of view, if you're not really into the game... What a strange watch it is to come into a room and uh, and see you watching a screen and there's no like there's not a noisy crowd. It's not, zero. it's not like the football. There's in fact the, that you're right. The yeah. aim and when you go there as well, you boys must have done the same. You get the little radio in the ear. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I went this. I went actually. I watched Judge Trump. I went this. Uh, I actually had a great experience with uh, with Jimmy White and Alan McManus. Went to uh, me and Joe Cole. Legends. Played against them down there. Right. Uh, because it was on TNT and, you know, kind of promoted it. And it was it was just, honestly, what a great experience to be able to to, to pick up a cue. I was playing with Jimmy's cue and um, and just chat to him about, you know, different sport. It was it was really a good day. He's a legend, isn't he? Oh, I loved Jimmy growing up. Just couldn't be Stephen Hendry, could he? Mm. It's annoying. Stephen Hendry was great. Mm. Um Talking of sport and abs, has the nine darts have been thrown into abs? Yeah, toys? so uh, this is something I've approached <laughs> yet, but obviously that's something that we want to uh, we want to get on. Um, what what are the rules to this? Do you, do you, would you like her to do try and get one four seven? But I think she should try and get a nine darter. We joked on the podcast that uh, it would be great to kind of have Abby in a basement um, <laughs> where. She's not allowed to leave until she's thrown a nine data. I and I think this is I think this is a great idea. But then yesterday in the WhatsApp group, because these things we say these things and they fade away and people forget, and I get that. But I just wanted a general reminder. I was just like, look, if we were going to entertain this idea, I do think it'd be an audience if we say 
streamed it, um, and you could log in for 24 hours a day. Abby is just throwing darts in the hope of getting a nine darter. So just for 24 hours, she just constantly throws, mm. and you never know. And can you imagine? Can you imagine? Well, if she got wow. And maybe I'm thinking of it slightly differently now. Maybe we sit on a sofa and we watch it, and then people can message in and everything like that. Maybe it's in this pub. So you imagine we were just sat here, and the dartboard's there, and Abby's just throwing. We do. A, we, sorry, there's a dog in the pub. There is. Um, we're dog. We're, we're pet friendly in this pub. Yeah, we are. Hey, but for 24 hours, I guess the key question is: Do you think you could get her to a position where? Because I think I, I don't want to talk for everyone listening. I do think people would enjoy it. I have patience. Um, I'm not sure would would do it. I, d I don't know. I think yeah. I think we might get 20 minutes out of her. Yeah. Uh, that's not enough. I think, it's, I think it needs to be like a rolling. Do you know what I mean? For 24 well, hours. Well, it's for charity, do you know what I mean? It's like, I think it might, it might be, yeah. there might be a chance. Yeah. For her own fun. Yeah. There's absolutely no way. It's definitely, it's definitely something that we should mm. think about yeah. doing. But just very quickly, back into the pub then. Um, so I guess the aim with this place will be that it becomes our home moving forward. So we want to hear from everyone listening to this right now what you'd like to add to the pub. And one idea I had was why don't we, because we can start putting pictures and things like that around here. What about if, um, if someone plays for a football team, they can send in a picture of them and their team. And maybe every episode we can have a, a different team. I think we switch team, team up. Team of the week. Team of the week sort of thing. Team of the week, um, any level. Yeah. Uh, give us a reason why your team of the week. Last start with one, Hamilton Hamil Town. You know, they, have, they go to the Sam Rat regularly. Um, you know, fans of the pod, I know that. Big shout out to Hamilton Towers, where I used to I used to play um, my football when I was a kid. And me and my dad just jump over the fence and they, they, they've got into a you know, decent side now. Been down there, know the uh, uh, the manager actually. I you know, used to play against him when I was a kid. Um, so we get them up first and mm, yeah, see great. where we go from there. I think Team of the Week is a great shout and maybe Action Shot. You know, there's you know, people with their iPhones on the pitches, you know, they, they can, whether it's going to be a goal celebration or, you know, someone doing a diving header to stop the ball. Anything goes in Sunday League. Oh, I see, it? yeah. So so you're saying what, a fact for for the team photo could be anything. So. Yeah, no, they, we can have a team 11, like yeah. the team of the week, and then we can have an action oh, right. We need a reason why, why we're getting them up. Yeah. yeah, so let us know. If you want to be team of the week, I, I guess... What one is like a picture of uh, of your whole team together can be a picture of you and you know a night owl together, whatever it is. But yeah, send us a good reason, and you can send those to peter.crouch at acast.com. We're going to talk memorabilia today because our new pub has memorabilia all over it. Should we do this? Let's, Let's do, do it. it. All right, so we're getting some memorabilia. Obviously, like I've brought in a few bits and pieces here. Uh, there's a hatchet ball from from Arsenal. I'm going to grab it. This is the ball that, yeah, it's the actual ball. That was an iconic Premier League ball, that one as well, wasn't, wasn't it? it? I remember ball, that one. Obviously, slightly deflated. But um, yeah, everyone's wrote, you know, a few messages for me afterwards. There are some good ones on there. There's some great messages. Um, Can I read them? Yeah. Oh, it's hard to tell who this is from, so I might need your help in working out the signature. Well done, big man. Now, uh, if you can, do it in, in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> Wow! I wonder why I kept these so private. <laughs> Who's that? Um, hard to tell, isn't it? I got a feeling that's Pennon. <laughs> of course it is. Mm. 
Yeah, of course. It is. Why in the bed? What's what, what? Like, did you have two kids in? Like, no, this is penance. Enjoy myself. That's not penance because penance message is here. I think it might be Pepe Ray. This is brilliant, big man. Wouldn't have done it without your mate. That's from penance. Mm. It's true. He's he assisted. Yeah, there. yeah. He was involved in the first one as well. He did the little back heel. What's it like with that? Do you, when you come out of the dressing room, do you actually have like, like do you, would you put it in a bag or do you literally come out as if? No, it's... well, like, it's just like it's lovely to just go to the players' bar with the ball. That's what I'm... <laughs> Does that go in before you? Is that like, yeah, open, the door opens and you just come to <laughs> and you follow these, the ball? These messages are great. All right. This is from Stevie G. Some of them are quite parched as well. So there's a mix of like, you seem to get a mix of mm. banter. And there's some nice. Top draw, pal. Well done. Stevie G. Underlined. No. Nice. Expect that from him. I kind of expect nice. that from um, may get a few games ahead of <laughs> Dirk now. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's Jamie Carragher. <laughs> Absolute class. Well done, pal. Some of them have just signed it, which I think yeah, is yeah, crap. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's good boring that. If Roy was to sign one, Roy Keane, he'd just put like, it's your job, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just do your job. Just do your Different, job. Different, Different class. Well Congratulations, done. biggest. That was that's from that that was from Pepe. That was good, you know, because that, that, so that hat trick something that I always obviously really proud of it was a, it, that was a good Arsenal team we uh, we done them at, at Anfield so that yeah that that for me I think I mean there's lots of things in there obviously the man the match ones are good you know that that the the trophy there's a hundred yeah. Premier League goals I didn't realise I had a crouch on the back 25 yeah. that was Stoke actually that, that did that for me uh, and then obviously things evolved to like the man of the match trophy, didn't it? Do you know what I was going to say that because you know we've, I'm assuming that's down to religion and stuff, is it? Giving people ah right, maybe yeah. they don't drink. I had no, I actually didn't think of that. Uh, yeah, probably. It's yeah. got to be, isn't it? I mean, yeah, it's because uh, yeah, I've got a couple. Cup. I've got a couple. And Trophies. I've got, no, the um, Champagne. the champagnes. Yeah, because I got one at I got one at Old Trafford because at Old Trafford and Sunderland, they used to give the away player. Man of match as well. Oh, right. The away team. So you'd have to, so at Old Trafford, you have to go up to one of the lounges, I'd go up to one of the lounges and pick up a bottle of champagne to take on the bus home with Old Trafford and Man United. Yeah. Um, yeah. With the game. That and Sunderland, there was only teams that had done it. I don't, yeah, I don't, know, why, I don't know why an old, an away, an away team would do yeah. it. I love on this ball as well, the old Premier League logo. It's just a reminder. Yeah. yeah. How good it was. Making me feel old, that. Yeah, but you know, um, like with the with the, the bees of the match um, champagnes, is like they're they're only when it's televised. Do you know what I mean? So mm. There's what thirty eight Premier League matches, but only the ones that televised you get that. But most often, you, or not, you get the club by the match. You know, and they announce it through the club. Yeah, and then you'd be like, then you'd have to go up to a lounge. Yeah, so obviously the club ones. Like I've got a few Liverpool ones, which are quite nice actually. They were like Carlsberg, but they sponsored by Carlsberg. You go up there and you'd have the big champagne. And I remember once being a bit low, a bit of a party we, we were having at home. And, uh, and I was like, I'll, I'll just crack this one open and we'll just get massive champagne. We'll go through this. Chilled it for a little bit, opened it. And it was actually Carlsberg <laughs> in a champagne in No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everyone's like, oh, fucking. Was it <laughs> off? that. Must have been. Well, it must have been off as well. Yeah. You know with the man in the matches? So are you saying, you know, you know when it's on TV, there's obviously... Like Shearer will decide man of the match in the NBA yeah. whatever. So it's the co, it's Joe what it is, it's the co it's the co-commentator that gives decides it. man of the match. But the club could have a different one. Yeah, so the club, yeah, yeah, the club yeah. would give you a totally obviously it'd be a home player. Oh yeah. Obviously. And then uh, but yeah, it could be a different player. 
So the so the pundits one is completely like you don't get anything for that, do you? Or do you? Yeah, you get, yeah, trophy, you get this. You get the actual trophy. This is, okay. this is, yeah, this is that's trophy. that's from the commentator. That's yeah, and that one up there is a trophy. Yeah, and obviously it used to be champagne, but that's changed. And I've done it. So if you're struggling, if it's a really bad game and you're and you're doing co-coms, you can radio into the studio because obviously it's like it's a live game, and you can say, "Listen, lads, I need some help. Who do you think's?" Yeah, because okay, well, let's talk about when you make that decision. Have you ever been biased on that? Have you ever just given it to a mate? Uh, yeah, you can't because you just get called out. You got you got you got. So then you're doing the opposite. No, you got to give it. No, you would. Well, no, if he's played well, you got to give it to who's deserved it. But if it's a shit game, you're struggling, you just go, oh, I'm struggling here. Because they literally hit with you and you're like the 86th minute in your ear. They go, right, who's your man match? And you go, fuck. If it's a crap game, you go, I need to get, you can press up the silent button, you go, I need to get some help from guys in the studio. Do you think they should give out more awards than just man of the match? So rather than just man of the match, could there be other awards that come in at that point? Well, like what? Skill of the match? Yeah, I just think if, well, yeah, I think the man of the match in itself is quite parched, isn't it? Like, why do you reward one kid? It is prestigious. Like, and also, I'll tell you what it's like when you go and do the interview and you get the man of the match. Obviously, everyone's still in the dressing room mm. and they wait. So you're like the last in. Then you come in. It's like the hero's welcome is oh, like, you? well, because you're, I'm walking in, right? You're, you're in the dressing room and all the lads are in there. You've just won a game. Everyone's buzzing. You walk in the man of the match and then you're a little bit sheepish because yeah. everyone cheers you. Yeah. Right? And it's like, That's it is nice. an amazing feeling. Yeah. Like, well, you've scored or you've got man of the match and you come in and it's why you do it. You know what I mean? And you take that away. I don't think it's just something that's always, you know, it's you get the been, ball yeah. if you score a hat trick and you, if you get man of the match, you get a big, big cheer when you get back in. And that's almost better than the, 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 the award. Yeah. You know? What would it take to get one of these open then? Is it like, we'll have a few beers there one day and then, cause you wouldn't miss one, <laughs> would you? <laughs> Well, it's going to be the same there if it's full or empty, isn't it? Mate, it's just like, on a, just on a personal level, the idea of being able to drink from Man of the Match bowl is really appealing to me. What? Uh, have we got any oh, glass? It's going, be... <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be off, surely. Champagne oh, comes we're off. we're going to try it in a minute, aren't we? Oh, <laughs> oh, can it, can oh no. Go? Yeah. Can it? Champ champagne can go off. Oh, I think alcohol is fine, isn't it? Well, well, listen, we'll, but I reckon it's the more way of fire down. You know <laughs> we do a good pod today, right? I reckon there's a couple of people behind the camera, right? They can nominate their man of the pod. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we'll do a presentation and then we'll, we'll drink it. Great. All right. Well, well, All right. We'll get into that later. <laughs> so, Sid, what have we got over here? We got a notorious shirt. So, this was just the notorious shirt that I yeah. uh, was given at Crouch Fest. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. So, that was just saying to hang up. But, uh, do you know what? I've actually, I've got a lot of shirts. I actually, I was wearing because you, you'd be surprised the amount of people that don't collect shirts. Yeah, I, or I didn't. Collect memorabilia. Yeah, I, didn't really. um, I actually collected loads. I've got loads of shirts. Uh, they're all in frames. They're all packed. They're all away. So I've got shirts. A lot of them are friends. So I've got Crouchy, uh, Sean Wright Phillips, Bridgie, Joe Cole, and then people you play against. So Stevie G, Fabregas, Skulls, Cristiano Ronaldo, Hazard, Tevez. Have you ever been well, shirt, good collection? Have you, have you ever got a no from someone that you've kind of tried to swap shirts with at the end or, or hover no. around? Never a no. No, I've never, I've never hovered. Yeah. Never, I've never man-marked someone the last few minutes. Uh, never been turned turned away. I played against Bex in his first game for LA Galaxy. And yeah, if, uh, yeah, played Chelsea for um, pre-season friendly. 
and the whistle went. And I was, I was never going to ask him because he was never going to give that shirt away. But one of the young lads, Hutch, um, he asked for his shirt. And he was just like, no, nah, man, I can't stand in quite near him. He was like, no, nah, no, I can't. I can't, it's my first shirt. Um, but the best shirt that I've actually got was uh, when I was at Arsenal, as a, a youth team player, we went to play Barcelona in their centenary year. So they started in 1999. So in 1999, they played at the new camp against Deportivo, I think it was. So Arsenal, we flew out, we played Barcelona under 18s on the pitch. You know the stadium next door? Yeah, yeah. 20,000 city stadium. So we played there, we drew 2 2, walked across into the new camp, and then what, or the camp new, and then watched the first team game, and then we were allowed to go on the pitch after. So there was like Luis Vigo, Rivaldo, uh, Koku, Guardiola, uh, De Boers, all on, all on there. And we all mingled it all together, and then we won a big picture. And Ronald, De, it was Ronald De Boer that I got. He was number six, wasn't he? Ronald De Boer. Mm. And uh, he must have either didn't come on or played and come off. And he had a jumper on, and he sort of gave it sort of that one. <laughs> I don't know whether he was grooming me or what, but he sort of gave me that one, like, pulled his jump. He pulled his jumper up, right? So I was like, he's got his jersey there. And their jerseys actually had 18.99, So as they go down the tunnel, I pulled him and I said, can I have your shirt? And he was like, yeah. So he took his jumper off, gave me his shirt, and it was right near the chapel. Do you know the chapel? What the, yeah, yeah. I've heard all about Yeah, the chapel. So, yeah. And this was when there was, like, the... the, the, the uh, big divide that went down the tunnel as well, the big cage. Uh, mm. And he signed it for me and I took it out and was 18 and old. And I've still got it in a, in a frame now. That's cool. And I've got Thierry Henry's Dennis Bergkamp when I was at Arsenal. But that one, I was a young lad in the new camp looking around and I see the shirt and I was like, I'm just going to ask him. And he was like, yeah, of course. And he just took it off. And the lads, you can imagine being like under 18s. They was like, you got your shirt. And I was like, yeah. No way. That's amazing. Do, 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 you, do you feel that you just make a big pile of these shirts though and don't really do anything? Well, that's, that's what's the reference my point. And also, I don't know, when I was competing against players, I didn't really want to kind of ask, but I've got three, the three shirts, like really good shirts that I've got that I, um, my dad got. My dad did, my dad was in advertising, right? And he had um, early doors to EA, the FIFA game, right? And he did the advert for FIFA. And the three players, you know, he was at, they had three, he used to have three players on the front mm. cover. And three players that year were Ronaldinho, Del Piero, and Henri. Wow. And uh, my dad did a shoot, went to... Oh, Rio. is that Henri in the burgundy kit on the front of it? Couldn't tell you I'm what. Trying to remember, trying to I know the one I've got, so I've got the red one. It's just triggered a memory. Yeah, and, mm. and my dad, so my dad's got a picture of him and Ronaldinho, him and Del Piero, him and Henri yeah. on the shoots. Um, but he's obviously asked, so I've got a shirt from Henri, I've got a shirt from Del Piero, and then I've got this shirt from, um, sorry, this photo of Ronaldinho on the beach, and uh, my dad's wrote on it. So I don't know if he, if he spoke much English at the time, but he's wrote uh, on it, uh, I'm good, but I'm not as good as your Pete. And Ronaldinho signed it, this picture. <laughs> no I had it framed on my wall for ages. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's Titanic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he's got him to sign the picture of himself, but he doesn't know what it says. And I got home and I was like, yeah. Didn't I, quite get to his level. But... I was in the um, football manager offices for something last week and I was looking around there and it's just reminded me, he's got this chair in there. One of the chairs I saw 
was a Watford ticket, but turned into a chair. That's good, right? So the sh- so it's like the Watford shirts, the back on it, the shorts is the seat yeah. bit of it, and then if you zoom in, the arms have the, arms the, the Premier League logo. logo and yeah. From when Watford were in the Premier League, I thought this is such a good idea, right? This is what you should be doing with some of these shirts. Do something with them. Turn them, turn them into things. Upcycle them, they call it, isn't it? So you get the shirts. Upcycle the shirts. Otherwise, they're just in boxes, as you say. Yeah. In a lot. I know. Well, I've got, I've got a load, I brought a load in here. I don't know if you know, you're interested, but like, I brought, I brought a few, few in here. Do you know what? I brought, I brought one here, right? Which is a youth shirt from the Under-20 World Cup. That's 96, is it? Nigeria. Um, but I've got the number seven at the World Cup, right? In Nigeria, under 20. And do you know why I've got the number seven? Because everyone pulled out the squad. And um, because it was in Nigeria, there was a civil war going on. And uh, they said, so all the, all the best players, I think it was Luke Chadwick was supposed to be seven. And, and at the time, I was kind of the miles off it. Like, you know, but I was in and around the, the youth squad, under 18s. And I, but I hadn't made my debut yet, so there was players ahead of me. And I remember saying, oh, there's a civil... Everyone going, Ashley Cole pulled out. Um, there was loads of players at top level going, no, no, we can't. I was like, Civil War? I said, fucking get me involved. Yeah. <laughs> Seven dog, you say? <laughs> I was fucking straight to Nigeria. Not a problem. So... <laughs> Because I thought, you know what, I never, I might not never play for England. I'll have yeah. seven. I'll have yeah. seven. That's such a. I love this kit. I love yeah. that kit. Yeah. So actually, I probably wore it before Bex. This one. It's the seven years. Uh, actually, I made it iconic. <laughs> it's actually crazy to have an England shirt with the number seven on, but you're a legitimate England player. Yeah, is a David Beckham. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that was that was one. And I thought I went to Nigeria, and obviously. They talked about, obviously, there was a bit of unrest at the time. You know, it wasn't great. We went there and we had armed guards with us everywhere when, you know, they followed the coach everywhere. Um, we didn't do brilliantly in the World Cup. I remember getting beat by Japan. It was, uh, it was, it was a tough World Cup for us. But then um, everywhere we went, it was like, I always remember pulling up to a game and it was like the police were kind of battering the, you know, civilians. And these, these, these fans were throwing rocks at the police. And it was like the England, because they love English football, right? It's like the England bus was like, have you ever seen, you know, Del Boy and Rodney when in the Peckham Estate where they all just stop? And they go, and oh, stop. And the England bus came in and both sets, all, all the coppers put, put their stuff, they were going, and we pulled in like that. So we were safe as the houses, you yeah. know, they just, they loved English football. So... We pulled up, we all went in, and then you just heard it kicking off again, like outside the ground. It was carnage. Love like that. mad. But like what an amazing experience as like a yeah. you know, 17-year-old to go to Nigeria and have that kind of like experience. It was great. So that's that that shirt obviously holds a few memories. Did you never want to get do you remember when the old Wembley was coming down and there was opportunities to buy bits of turf yeah. or uh bricks and things like that? They sold off quite quite a few bits of it, didn't they? Um, yeah. Did you two never fancy getting involved in a bit of that? No, I remember my dad. Had, my oh. dad had a, he was a, he was a Chelsea pitch owner. I remember when they took the stadium back and they kind of like yeah. they, 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 they were struggling. It was Ken Bates was in charge at the mm. time, and uh, they did a thing called Chelsea pitch owner thing where you could buy an element of the ground, but they would give you like a bit of turf yeah. as if you owned part of the ground. Mm. Yeah. So my dad had that in his office for uh, for years, like a bit of turf. I'd say the weirdest thing that I've taken from football was so when the Emirates wasn't being done but when the Emirates was all agreed and the 
they was going to build it in a few years' time. The plans was there. Um, they started doing up surrounding areas. So they started on the, the tube station. So we had to, as young, as youth team players, had to go to Arsenal, watch the first team games at Highbury, get back on the tube and go home. So I'm going from South London all the way up. And there was an Arsenal tube sign just lying around. So I took this Arsenal tube sign and I've got it at home. The original. The original yeah. Arsenal tube sign, yeah. Oh. Like, like the old, like the old, yeah, old yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Like the, the square one, like this. I apologise, TFL. Um, <laughs> he's still uh, city. I've got, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've got an original tube sign. And I took it all the way from Highbury, Arsenal tube station, to Croydon. I think I can say this. I'm sure it's fine. Um, but on the way home from his, not dissimilar to yours, Sid's actually, um, you know those temporary bus stops? Like when there's rail replacement and all that, or yeah. building on the, around the bus stop. Well, like a stand. They put it in yeah, a stand, yeah, yeah, yeah. a little weight underneath the buses stop there. Well, we just thought it'd be great. We'll put it outside my mate's house so that the buses start stopping like right outside where we need, rather than having to walk all the way into Pinner. <laughs> <laughs> so, so wow we moved this bus stop I took it with us after a night out of that room and parked it there but it was great for a while it seemed to work and then it got moved back and I think the normal bus stop seems to work is there now that would have been epic if that, that would stopped now. Beer trophies some, some people get some amazing things maybe we should open it out you know because this is about memorabilia if you've Acquired things after a night out through legitimate means, you know. What trophies have you got? But it's strange because in your careers, right, there's only so many things. I mean, obviously you can get shirts and you can get, I, I guess trophies is the other thing. I mean, when you win a big um, cup, what do you actually get from that? So let's say you win the FA Cup. Mm-hmm. What what do you get? Tiny little medal. Yeah. And that's it. You've got, yeah. Got, yeah. Like it's, it's, it's one of those little medals that you could just take out kind of. In a, like a little box. In a little box, yeah. But it's just the, the history and like, you, you remember seeing people, I remember in the 80s and the 90s, just, you know, seeing them opening it. You know what I mean? And like, that, I didn't want anything different to that because I wanted to always mm. do that. You know, we'd have a look at it. And you never thought of getting a replica trophy. You never thought of getting a replica FA Cup. No, I never, never really crossed my mind. A few that. players have done that, haven't they? Like, Michael Owen's got a few in his study or office or games room JT's got a few of them there's a few S- Stevie done it yeah so, he's out of the museum yeah which is great I, I, I mean if you yeah if you win them iconic ones I think it's Champions oh, League I think that's for the I don't know listen you know the FA Cup for me was the one to win because I grew up watching it I yeah. actually loved it so when I kind of held that trophy like that was that was the one for me but obviously yeah playing in the Champions League final like, I got the loser's medal and I, I literally couldn't tell you where that is but like you're literally you're kind of 90 minutes away from having something that you'll tre- cherish for the rest of your life and something you can tell your grandkids about to then not even know where it is. Yeah, I'm just interested how all this great stuff just ends up in boxes or in our new pub, that kind of thing. But I went and filmed something at, um, what's his name, Perotta. I was at his house in Rome filming something uh, with him and he showed us, he basically had a museum and the bottom floor of his house is almost a museum for himself. Mm. All glass cabinets, everything like that. And he had a replica World Cup in there, which I thought was quite cool. And then you hold the actual medal from, you know, from that. And I find it insane. It's a bit like if you ever get the chance to meet an Olympian or, and, and you 
you have to see the gold medal for that as well. Mm. That all this effort, all this energy mm. really goes into just one little one little thing. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's the memories that it creates, isn't it? And it's the memories that it, it, it it's, um, creates. Do you know what I mean? Like, obviously, the hatchet balls, like, I'm just, I just think straight back to the game. Like, that, I remember the, the, the Carling Cup game for Tottenham. You know, that was, that was um, at uh, Old Trafford for, for England against Jamaica. Like, when I scored a hat trick for England, you know, it was my only hat trick I got, I got for England. And, like, that it just stirs up memories of, of great times. And that's, that's why you keep them, I suppose. So it's Chuck as the ball. Well done, Rodney. Who's that one? Well done, Rodney. Who's wrote that? Fucking hell. You faced him by ball. That doesn't even say, let me just sign you black bit as well. That's, I think that's Woody, you know. I think that's Jonathan Woodgate. I say, well done. Well done, skinny. Wouldn't want anything less. It's great. The worst thing is with the hat trick ball for England over there, is like, um, you know, you've got Bex, Lamps, Gerard, Lace, it gives you a good list of um, things, but everyone canes me about the penalty. So, yeah, exactly. like, I yeah. missed the pen. Yeah, well, that's something I would have regretted forever. You know, I've scored on two goals for England and I dink a pen over the bar at Old Trafford. And I'm thinking, I'm never going to get another chance to score a hat trick for England. Yeah. And um, thank God I scored another one, but everyone's broke on the ball. Penalty. Just what was your first thought? Because my first thought would literally be like my dad or someone I'd yeah. be going, you. Oh, no, not, not, not even a player or the manager. What was, what was yours? Well, I was thinking I'd be sitting here now, 10 years later going, you had a chance to score a hatchet for England and you fucking balls it up with a stupid penalty. <laughs> I was thinking to myself, oh, and then I was thinking, and then Steve McLaren straight after the game because it was Sven was the manager. You know what Sven was like? Came yeah, through. Calm. But like, Steve McLaren pulled me and goes straight away, like on the walk back. You know, Old Trafford. Yeah, you got to go from the centre circle to. I'm, I've got the match ball in my arm. I've sc- Thankfully, I scored another goal. No robot. Then it was like fucking get in. You're saying, <laughs> and then uh, yeah, I wasn't dicking around then. And then I, I remember walking off the pitch straight away. Steve McLaren's gone over and he goes, "Ah, there's what the fuck you did." And I said, uh, "So I'm so sorry. I, like, I didn't. I didn't really think." Um, I was just full of confidence. I tried it and it did come off. Uh, and he said, um, don't ever do that again. He said, don't ever try and do that again. And I was like, fucking hell. I said, I, I, you're right. I'm, you know, I apologize. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, Sven was quite, was fine with it really, but, but McLaren kind of, that's why he was there for just to let you know, like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's, yeah. not, it's not right taking a piss. Yeah. And um, it's not what we do. No. What about, who are you, Chris? Um, in terms of, like, have you ever been on, I take you in Watford, maybe you got promoted. You, I, I, you must have been on the pitch. You must have. Yeah, well, when we went up and it was in COVID time, yeah, it was, uh, no one was in the stadium. So that was one of the weirdest experiences for me was, I was getting promoted. You could hear fans out on the street outside, but I was lucky enough to be in the stadium because I was doing some coverage with Watford. Mm. So it was a really odd experience watching the game, but... With no, like an empty state, it was totally wrong. It felt, everything about it felt horrendous. So that's a very strange memory from that time. And um, weirdly, this is, and this is freaky because you've got all this amazing memorabilia and you boys talk about these great things. I've got the face mask from when we went up because that was like literally the only <laughs> thing you get. I could really get from it. <laughs> the, co- <laughs> the, co- 
mask <laughs> where, we, <laughs> where we went up and a picture oh, of me, a, pi- a picture of me on the pitch with the players going <laughs> that's it it was insane i remember wow. i remember like the chairman being Man. like a whole stand just for the chairman because everyone had to be how many meters yeah. and all that so everyone in this bit that i was in was like well away from each other and the chairman's there screaming at the players on the pitch but they could hear it because you got a thing there's no one in there mm. and he's there going concentrate because I think we I think we were 1-0 up and just having to hold on at that point um, and uh, I remember Troy Deeney pacing up and down the other stand just shouting at the players really odd way to go up do you ever think you know not related to football like you're, you're a successful DJ right you, you're successful in what you do you are right you've yeah. been on radio one you know now only have people you must have something that you're proud of. So you, yeah. Gives you great memories of being a good time. I got like, um, I always liked we'd do a DJ photo every year. And I like, it was like our team photo, I guess, for you guys. And that was always cool because, you know, there was people that I grew up listening to on the radio, like Moyles and also all of them guys. And then you suddenly start working with them and, and then you're in the picture. I always really liked that. The one that I don't know if we should admit to or not is... I don't know if we ever did when we went to Kenston Palace. Oh, what? What you've got to say? Well, I'm just saying. Did I'm just I'm no, I'm not saying anyone did steal anything. Someone <laughs> accidentally followed you out the door. No, I'm just saying. Did like I I heard that that some people have some memorabilia from that. I've got Prince William Pantheon. <laughs> <laughs> Now that you said that, I'm sure you can say Who's out it? I remember being in the toilet there and um and looking around just going, What can I get? Uh, what is it? Is it, is it isn't it weird? There's something in us that when you go out the door as well, it's like a it's it's a massive win, isn't it? I think that I think what I think what I'm trying to get at is I think things like a royal pen. Yeah. Something a bit like, you know, when you go into a hotel and you're not totally sure what you're allowed to do with you or not. Like, you're obviously not going to take the pillows, but you are, say, able to take the toiletries, you know? Yeah, I'm just saying some things, they're kind yeah. of, it's a bit of a great area. Well, do you know, do you know I used to stay in We used to stay in the Malmaisons. Have you ever stayed in the Malmaisons? Uh, I, think, I think so. In Liverpool, yeah. Yeah, so what, if you stayed in the Malmaisons, right, there's one thing that you take, the shampoo. <laughs> Right, the shampoo is like, it's a good, like, Costco size one. Oh, really? it, yeah. And it's like, it's a unreal shampoo. Do you remember? So, all year yeah. round, you'd have like footballers, and none of us would have fucking shampoo to the shower. None of us, right? And then someone would have one of the freebies, you know, from the <laughs> yeah. hotel. And then when we've been, we've stayed in the Malmaison, it's mate, you can't move, it's like soap everywhere. Multi millionaires. You <laughs> play. <laughs> You're hoping it's about oh, amazing. Oh, the the shower off, the shower off, and the game is bubbles flying off. It's like that a lot. It's unbelievable. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. I've kept every program that I've ever been to. So even when I was a fan, yeah, um, I've got, I've put one out here as well. Like, um, 
this is a QPR program from 1995. And like, just the, the, the buzz, like Danny Dicho, Andy yeah. um, it was just, you know, playing against Wimbledon with Dwight, Dwight Gale, you, it's not Dwight Gale, uh, Marcus, Marcus Gale, Gale. Uh, Dean Oldsworth, Vinnie Jones, Efren Akoku. Is that a baby Sidwell there? Yeah, honestly. Go back, go back a page. There's a young Sidwell there. Look, baby Sid. <laughs> 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 young Sidwell just Baby Sid, there, baby Sid. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. Yeah, like, unreal. Like, look at the players here, Danny Dicho. Look at the sideburns, oh, yeah. Sideburns Danny Dicho. Dicho. Players there, look. Carl Reddy. I ended up playing with Carl Reddy. Chris Plummer there. But you know what? So this is just what I just found and picked up. But like, I ke I've kept all of them and Ab goes mad because I've got boxes and boxes of programs. Yeah, you can't chuck them. I like. Bring them here. My mum gave them in the wall. And there's, I'm not joking, it would fill this pub up. It's like, oh, let's so do programs. But let's like, do when you go through them and you look at the players, yeah. nostalgia, it's great. There it is. Because okay. even hearing how they describe you as a player throughout your different parts of your yeah. career, how that changes, and even to <laughs> language around you, I think. Jermaine Pennant, a defender's worst nightmare. Jermaine is physically strong, tremendously skillful, and blessed. Physically strong. Pennant. Ledley King. Ledley is a commanding presence at the back whose astute reading of the game often seems to give him more time than those around him. Comfortable on the ball, he has impressed many with his fine performances at the centre of Tottenham's rear guard. Good, that's a decent yeah. simulation. Take that. Shoulder Amiobi. Shoulder was like... Big Shoulder. Oh, Back in the day, he was, yeah. I couldn't get in the team because the Shoulder yeah. was ahead of me. Because he was... Yeah, my first couple of under-21 uh, trips, Shoulder was starting, you can... You, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. with that that up front, I think we had Alan Smith, who was yeah playing for Leeds at yeah, like yeah. seventeen. Malcolm Christie was bagging him in for Middlesbrough. Um, Jermaine Defoe, Foe. Um, I ended up playing with Jermaine Defoe at the Euro, Euros. Mm. Uh, but it was a good. It was a good. Shortly, uh, Shola. Yeah, Friday Jeffers. Of course, she did. Yeah, but he's Jeffers, but he got in the Everton team at like eighteen. Yeah. So then he was kind of like, well, I didn't even to ask them for like 10 mil and I was still at QPR. Yeah, I've got him here. A lively striker whose movement off the ball makes him very difficult to mark. <laughs> Francis made his under-21 debut at the UEFA Championship qualifier against Luxembourg on the 3rd of September 1999, 1-5-0, and he notched England's second goal. He will be hoping his big money summer move to Arsenal will be the catalyst to take his career to the next level. Do you know what's mad? A lot of these players were, were at Arsenal at that point or were moving to Arsenal. Seems like every player hits. Sort of the best young players in the, yeah. in the country. That's what they were trying to do. That was, Freddie Jeffers was my first introduction to Scousers. <laughs> what <laughs> an intro that is. It really was. It was like, because he, he was funny. The first time I've seen anyone abuse the dot. <laughs> the dot was like... You could, you could, there was no chicken, right? And I, I never really heard a Scouse accent, really. Obviously, I hear them a lot now. But I always remember, I always remember this. He was going, Doc, Doc, where's the fucking chocolate? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what? Why is it Doc got where the chicken is? Like, you know what I mean? It was like, Doc, the fuck, I'm sure. And I was going, wowza. Obviously, I know loads of them now, but fucking, I was like, wow, where's this fella from? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. 
pie? Should we fire into a few messages? Do you know what has been uh, been going big? Peter J. Crouch from Feltham, the driving instructor. So talk to us then. What's the latest move well, this? Load of messages in. Load of messages. So actually, these are all five-star reviews. Yeah. But considering he had two reviews last time, he has a hell of a lot more now. Yeah. I mean, from since Jack White, uh, sorry, since Cam Melling has, has left reviews, 114. I don't know whether he's just done a lot more lessons recently. That's a great review, that one from Cam. Great review from Cam yeah. The best driving instructor for tall people. <laughs> I'm seven foot tall and I pass with flying colours. I'm now a super safe driver. <laughs> so, Peter Crouch, if you're listening, I apologise. There's a lot of people here getting involved. Jack White says, Peter taught me how to drive uh, and I passed my test without any fault. He taught me everything by the book extremely safely and implemented long-term habits to ensure my safely including head posture, hand position, seatbelt safety, and more brilliant tips and tricks. That's you. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's you right there. All right, now I just want to get for a few uh, more messages. One from Fraser, who says, how much contact do the PFA actually have with players? Interesting question, that I thought. Uh, that is the interesting question. Dealings with... Uh, not... Do you know what? During my career, no. We only used to see him, didn't we? You're voucher this you only ever see him at the beginning of the season they'd pop in show the face and you'd see him in March was it April when he used to give the PFA yeah or February February March was to give the team of the year um the nominations uh so yeah they like, helped you in any way for like they have after, or, yeah, yeah after yes um so my knee surgery last year they I contacted the PFA and they covered all the costs really to be fair they helped you yeah and what I, I think one criticism of the PFA now would be that players don't know is the allocation for each player mm. a certain an amount I don't know whether it was 10, 15 or 20,000 but that is for each player that's been that's been a PFA member for going back forever that that's used for um, medical for coaching badges for a degree or right. for coaching is for whatever you should want right. to use it do you, for. do you pay into the PFA? Yeah, you pay your subs, yeah. Come to your wages. But at top level, is that quite yeah. a bit of money there? Well, they, they will. The PFA union is one of the biggest unions in the world. Yeah. They've got a lot of money. They have a lot of money. You know what? I didn't have a, I didn't have a lot of dealings with it. I, yeah. I, was, I was lucky in the fact I didn't get in a lot of mm. trouble playing football. I didn't um, you'd have many injuries. Uh, but there are, I think certainly they do a lot of good work lower, lower down. Yeah. Interesting question though. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Mr. from Callum, if I had to play in a foreign top five league, which league, if you had to play, sorry, in a top five league, which league would you have chosen and would your answer be the same if you make a decision now? Well, I sort of played in Spain. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was the only one, wasn't it? Oh, well, you didn't go to Germany. No, Italy for why, me is the one. Yeah, but why not, why not Bundesliga? Because it just hasn't got the X factor for me. But for me, it would either be Spain or Italy. It's Italy back in the day, oh my God, but not Italy, Italy now. No, no, maybe not. But like, there's something about Italy. Like I just, uh, when I was growing up with Chile. Yeah, of course. Colossio. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, that God. was like the one. The stadiums, the, yeah. the, 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 the football, the, the our passionate. Like, like I go on holiday to Italy now, that they're like all over you, just chatting about. I mean, I had the best time. I went to um, Rome and my guide was a, was, a, was a Milan fan, believe it or not. And he was like, Oh, he's, he was just—he couldn't do enough for you. Do you know what I mean? He showed me where the Pope lived. I went, I went through like the, um, the, 
in Vatican City. And Dale Frulli showed me actually like his apartment because he's he sleeps. Oh, we just we went we were going to places and it was just something I don't know. They just love football so yeah. much and like that passion and kind of everything. I remember speaking to Graham Souness because I had the opportunity to try to go to uh, Genoa and Sampdoria right near the end. And I asked, I was playing golf with Graham Souness, and I asked him because he went, he was out there, wasn't he? And he was telling me about the schools and he said it's the best. Yeah, Italy or Spain for me. I can't. So, well, I can't see anything else. Where would you have inserted that into your career? Looking back, where would where would have been the moment? Do you think? Um, it would have been early. To go to Italy, it would have been early. When you were on that free. Yeah. Chelsea. 24. Yeah. 24. So what was that? 2007, that was. Spain. Spain, 2000, I'd say 2011, when Barca were just running riot. Would have been good to play against that Barca team. All right, I think we finished on an 11. We're a big fan of an 11, yeah. aren't we? And yeah. this one here was a message actually to you, Chris, that you just texted me. Um, all right, Chris, I work for the Wolves ground staff at the training ground. Um, love to hear it. Mm. Uh, we've put all our minds together and built your groundsman-themed 11. Um, so here we go. Feel free to add any uh, any who you want, Crouch and Notorious can think of. Oh, and uh, for your information, we're all big fans, listen every week, and Dennis is the particular brand of mower we mm. use. Yeah. Anyway, Puddings is massive, mm. back stronger, and hopefully this makes it on the pod. So Matt, thanks for getting in touch. Um, big shout out to the Wolves ground staff. Yeah, love that. Um, if you could make the turf less slippy next time <laughs> when I'm um, trying to uh, have a shot at goal. I forgot about that. Uh, that'll be uh, much appreciated. Have you been back there since? Uh, no, I've only been back there since. I can't wait. Uh, but it's 11, I have to say, is... Phenomenal. Mm. Uh, do you want me to start? So what is it? It's, uh, it's what is it? Rounds with 11. Yeah. Right. Divot Origi. Just start. Yeah. So there's a good start. Mo Salah. <laughs> 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 Obviously with a W. <laughs> Lord Wright Phillips. <laughs> <laughs> Strip Kale. <laughs> it's unreal. Robert Snodgrass. Yeah. Grow Cole. Oh my God, Dennis! Yeah, Irwin. Dennis Irwin. Uh, Soil Campbell. Oh my God, this is brilliant. Uh, Brenda Hagerland. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rio Rio Ferdinand. Uh, line Mark Schwarzer. I love Do you want to one. Um, Emmanuel, Emmanuel Petit. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, Manuel Petit. Emmanuel Eliza Jones. Emmanuel. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's good. Mark Sprinkler. <laughs> Mark Tinkler. Mark Very great. good. Very good. Yeah. Um, There's an Alan Shearer one in there somewhere, I feel. Yeah, Shearer. Pascal Grass. <laughs> Pascal Grass. That'll do. Great. Good, yeah. good work, everyone. All right, good work. Uh, oh, I think that concludes today's podcast. Steve uh, Seedwell. <laughs> I'm sure that's come out of Tannoy somewhere. We've been abroad. Uh, Mr. Steve Seedwell. <laughs> oh, super. All right. Well, on that note, I will chop it. Really good one. Chop it. Really good one. All right. Cheers, Gary. Yeah. Um, I'm here with two of the players from today's podcast. Uh, today's podcast was all about memorabilia. How do you think it went? Yeah, I thought it was a great team effort. Um, you know, everyone put in a good shift. And, 
yeah, we, we got the result, I think, that we probably deserved. What about this man next year's performance today? I thought oh, it was fantastic. I thought he was outstanding. You know, the, the star man, he was our go-to man at, at some points and, you know, just kept the, 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 the team ticking along and, uh, yeah, fully, fully deserves what he's achieved today. Um, Chris, just touch on that. Fantastic. Um, how do you speak to, uh, how do you find um, people saying to you about uh, you've lost focus, um, too much barbecuing and uh, concentrating on your own game now? Yeah, no, it's just good to be um, answering my critics really and just showing everyone what I can do. And I feel today was a perfect example of that. And, um, you know, as Sid was saying, it's a team effort. I can't just thank myself in all of this. And uh, I just want to thank the team and thank the gaffer for having us here. And uh, we'll continue to do what we do best, I think. Sid, you've had uh, plenty of these uh, throughout your career, but today's um, Barclays Man of the Match is um, Chris Stark, the BBQC. Yeah, fully deserved. Well done. Cheers, mate. push on subscribers this year we're up to over a hundred thousand but we want it we want more and that's down to you so if you haven't hit subscribe yet but you still like this podcast hit now otherwise you're a car hi this is craig robinson from ways to win and support for this podcast comes from invesco qqq the official etf of the ncaa the future isn't scary not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Brought to you by Lexus. Some things do more than their stated functions because exceptional things inspire you to do exceptional things. To this select list, we add the all-new Lexus GX. With its exceptional capability, you'll see possibilities you never knew existed, sending you far outside your comfort zone. But as much as the GX challenges you, it also spoils you. Its intuitive technology and luxurious features mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. Live up to it. The all-new Lexus GX. This episode is brought to you by a load of pricks.net. We are the experts in selling houses. Chris couldn't sell his house. What did you do, Chris? I couldn't sell my house for love nor money, Crouchy. Three different offers I had, all at the last minute, fell through. I turned around to my wife and said, 
what can we do to sell this house? Every estate agent is failing us. Then I told her, let's go to a load of pricks.net. But Chris, what did a load of pricks do for you? They were brilliant, Crouchy. They sold my house right away. The sign had barely gone up when a well-dressed gentleman came along and offered me twice the asking price. Chris, would you use a load of pricks again? I'd use them every time, Crouchy. Go to a load of pricks.net. They will sell your house like no other. Load of pricks, load of pricks.net.